On this week's episode of Saturation, listen to Cade fill us in on his weekend trip to Nashville, Kylie Jenner's YouTube debut, Beyonce's side-eye, Justin Bieber challenging Tom Cruise to a fight, we're just as confused as you are, Forbes' latest listings, Psalm West's first Instagram appearance, and all things Joe Bros. You don't want to miss this. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, we have a couple housekeeping things that we're going to open up with. For me, I have this strange cough. I don't know who gets a cough in early June, but like, it sounds so disgusting. And so if you hear me hacking up a lung, I'm going to try to like move away from the mic. Also, I got a new mic, so hopefully the sound quality is improved. I'm like super excited. About it looks this. great. Thank you. Um. And, yeah, now Kate can do his little housekeeping. Yes. Also, it's allergy season, so I'm sure that's where your cough has come from. It has something to do with it, but I'm like, Yes. And you're back in Texas now, too, so maybe it's it's worse there or something. And I just got this mic, so I want to sing, but I sound terrible. Oh, yeah. Guys, Grace does wonderful covers, so you should make sure you're following her on Instagram, to Definitely follow me at Grace underscore Lamb. Shameless plug. Um, and then my housekeeping guys, I don't know, a majority of our listeners listen on Apple podcast, but we do have a significant amount of you that listen on Spotify. And for those of you that listen on Spotify, you might have noticed that last, um, week when the episode came out on Wednesday, it was not on Spotify. That was not really any of our doing. That was a technical issue that Spotify and Anchor were having. And I reached out to them and they were like, it should be up there soon. And I think it got the, up there on like Thursday or Friday. So if you went to look on Wednesday and didn't see it, you can go back now. It's there, ready to go. It was a fun episode. Yeah. Okay, Grace, let's do Shitty or Liddy. Tell me about what's going on. How are you? Okay, so I was actually thinking about this today because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to say for Shitty or Liddy because mm-hmm. I was like, my 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 last week was neither really shitty nor Liddy. Right, it's good in the middle. But I feel like it was more Liddy than it was shitty. So okay. I'm going to say that my week was Liddy. We celebrated my friend Sarah's 22nd birthday. Looked so I got fun. I into Texas, which I had some, like, mixed feelings about. But overall, mm-hmm. it's been good. Weather's been beautiful. So I'm going to say Liddy week. But I want to hear about your week because I think I know it was Liddy. And I think you need to tell everyone about what you've been up to. Guys, it was so Liddy. This is the thing. So a lot of people have been asking me, like, of course, you know, anybody that goes anywhere is going to be posting posting, storying, all the such, and um, so a lot of people were asking, so I had a very litty week. I went last weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to Nashville, Tennessee, which is one of my favorite places in the world, um, for Ariana Grande, the Sweetener World Tour, and CMA Fest, Um, and it was such a blast. I would like to start off, you know, I'm going to tell a few stories, but I'd like to start off by saying that I am personally very sorry um, to everyone that felt personally personally victimized by my Snapchat story because it was a lot. And, I love your Snapchat. Okay, well, a lot of people... 
a lot of people, like one of my friends texted me and were like, me and my brother just watched the whole Ariana Grande concert. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, I mean, if you enjoyed it, good. If not, I'm sorry. Um, because this is the thing. Like, I've been, my mood, like, this summer and my theme has been being very present. So, like, whenever we were talking about going to the show, um, by the way, I went with my cousin and my brother. We surprised him and took him for his high school graduation, which was a couple weeks um, and we were talking before we went, and I was like, I'm only going to put the songs that I like on my Snapchat story. Turns out I like every song. Yeah. <laughs> Especially of Ariana Grande. So that, that, that was funny. Um, it was so great. It was kind of weird because, like, CMA Fest, you know, country, boot scooting, throw down, vibes. But then you got Ariana, who's, like, queen of the world, most followed person on Instagram, pop diva. Um, and so we kind of had like, you know, different outfits, like trying to, you know, separate the two vibes. Yeah. So couple looks. yes, um, Ariana was literally amazing. Also, I want to shout out the Hotel Cambria. Um, my cousin, Madison's cousin were, has worked there forever and he hooked us up. It was so nice. It was a block away, um, from Bridgestone Arena, which that's if amazing. You, yeah, that's where the Predators, the hockey team plays. Um, and also like a block away from, um, all the CMA Fest events. Um, you cannot beat that. No, it was literally so great um, and just like so fun. Um, and also, I want to. I also want to shout out the Bluetooth uh, mirrors. Grace, you would have loved those. Have you ever seen those before? I've never seen this until your story. You literally hook your phone up to the mirror, and it is a Bluetooth speaker. That's actually my dream. It was yeah. No, you would you would really vibe with that. Um, so I that was. Relate to every single thing I was going through because I'd be having like a concert with. Myself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, we were a little late to Ariana, which you know, guys, I really love Normani, and she opened for Ariana Grande, and that was like a big draw for me. I was like, oh, two and one. You know, I love a good opener. Yeah. And it's kind of a running joke. I might have talked about it on here before, but I really want to name my first child Normani, like really badly. I love that for you, Kate. Normani the Fed. Yeah, I'm not really sure why, <laughs> but I, I do. And every time I talk about it, my mother kind of freaks out a little bit. Um, but so I like really wanted to see her. And we, we, we got in at the perfect time. You know, she did Dancing with a Stranger, um, the song with Khalid, I'm blanking, but Love Lies. So good. She did some Fifth Harmony and she just slays. Also next to me, there was this lady and then a little girl and another lady. And the little girl's name was Ariana. Uh -uh. And she was so cute. She was like five years old. She wants to be Ariana Grande when she grows uh -huh. up. She was like so precious. We had really good seats. Ariana is literally tiny. She is like, like an, like, so yeah. like, I can't describe it. She's so precious. Her voice, you know how she does all those like, yeah. And like, just like her voice is just so just like, it's mesmerizing. I'm so jealous listening to you talk no, about this. Like, oh my You God. need to see her. Guys, she just added more dates in the U.S. So if you want to see her, I highly, highly recommend. She, like, we were kind of disappointed because she didn't sing. Or, sorry, no, she, she sang. Um, she didn't talk a lot, but it's because she has so many songs. And she yeah. literally sang, sang, back to back to back. So many outfit changes. Just so good. Like, uh, it was just, I highly recommend. I'm talking too much. Um, okay, next... Saturday, we went to a Thomas Rhett um, VIP Center Point Road fan experience event. And so basically, it was at Bridgestone as well. So basically, we should have spent the night there. Um, but they had like a round circle in the middle. All the floor was general admission. And then the first level 
was sold. And so the whole thing was sold out. Every ticket was $25. $10 of those tickets went to um, a nonprofit for like children's arts um, in Nashville. And he literally came out. If you listen to last week's episode, you know that he came out with a new album um, a week ago, May 31st, and called Centerpoint Road. And so he basically just like played a bunch of songs from that. The first time he and his band have ever played them before. So good. He just like literally walked around the round circle, just like talking. He would tell like the story of each song. It was uh, like, I. That's so awesome. Yeah, we were on the floor, and so we were standing, and he was like right there, and I have great photos. <laughs> Um, and it was so cool. The, the cutest thing was like, he was talking and he said, okay, I want to dedicate this next 15 minutes. We call this the Lauren section. Cause every song we're about to sing is about Lauren, his Aww. wife. So cute. Um, and so that was probably my favorite thing. It was so fun. And then we got to meet, um, Grace, have you heard the song called the get up? Okay, I feel like you would actually really like it since you're such an old town road <laughs> I saw fan. Your post about that. So you need to listen to it. My brother like knew the song. It's like a dance country boppy song. We met the guy that sings it. We went to his concert. We were on the front row. It was actually hilarious. Um, we Saturday night we went to CMA Fest at uh, Nissan Stadium. So us and sixty thousand of our closest friends were all there, <laughs> um, and we saw Billy Ray Cyrus, um, Brett Eldr. Yeah, Brett Eldridge, no, not, yes, yes, Brett Eldridge, Dirks Bentley, Miranda Lambert and Pistol Annie's, Luke Combs, and Tim McGraw, and guys, it was so insane. Um, Billy Ray Cyrus was the first one, so everyone's thinking, okay, he's going to sing Old Town Road, right? So he does his set, and then he sings Anky Breaky Heart, which is like his, you know, biggest song, and then he leaps, and the whole stadium literally starts chanting, Old Town Road. Old Town Road. It was so crazy. He didn't come back out. The next guy came out and did his set. Everyone was upset. Then, in between Brett Eldridge and um, Miranda Lambert, we're, like, out getting concessions, and all of a sudden, me and my brother look at each other, and we're like, do you hear that? And we, everybody out there starts running out to just anywhere they can find to go out there, and it's Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Keith Urban literally singing Old Town Road, and it was so incredible. The stadium was shaking. Everybody was singing. Um, Keith I'm Urban. I'm so jealous. I thought of Grace the whole time, especially because last week's episode, we kept talking about Old Town Road, so I was like, this is just so crazy. Lil Nas X had on this, like, bright orange outfit, really, really good looking. Um, I would have worn that, so I liked that he wore that. Um, and then Keith Urban, I don't really know how he fit into it because he wasn't playing that night. I guess he was just there. He played the banjo. He was singing with him. It was so good. Um, I've seen him. He's so good. My roommate actually was also at CMA Fest. Yes. Uh, Macy. And she said that she and her mom, they're not like, she was there with her mom. Mm-hmm. They're not like the biggest Miranda Lambert fans. So they were like walking out. And then they hear Old Town Road come on, similar thing as you, and, like, mm-hmm. ran back. Yes. It was crazy. Everybody was just, like, going to the bathroom, going to get drinks, and then they just came out. Um, so cool. I will say about Miranda Lambert, I was so impressed with her. She looks so good. It's that new um, young hubby. Yeah, no, it is. It is. She's, like, killing it. Anyways, it was such a fun weekend. I'm going to do a whole blog post about it in a few days, just, like, recapping everything we did and our favorite experiences and whatnot. But I highly recommend it. On Sunday, I went... 
and literally, if, if you know Nashville, you know they have Music Row, which is like where all the record labels are, and a bunch of them are just houses made into offices. I literally took my resume, wrote handwritten notes, and put them in mailboxes because I need a job in Nashville. Um, so uh, it was for his uh, blog post, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Um, so yeah, highly recommended. It was so fun. I just talked about it for like ten minutes straight. So we're gonna move on. Um, but it was Liddy. I'm so beyond jealous. You have no idea. Okay, let's um start out with our entertainment news section. Let's okay. Um, I want you to talk about this because I feel like you were probably more into this than me. Yeah, Tell okay. everyone about Kylie Jenner's blog. So, um, you guys, I've talked on this podcast a bunch about how I am super into YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTubers, and there's, like, a trend that's been on YouTube for years now that's, like, a day in my life as, like, a college student or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, like, whatever these people do. Yeah. Well, I'm on YouTube the other night, and I see Kylie Jenner, a day in my life. I've never clicked faster in my life. Right. And it was just, like... I don't even know where to begin with this. It was so interesting. Like, the fact that this girl is so interesting fascinates me. Like, right. she takes you, she's getting ready. She's a... To the office. Stormy comes to the office. Also, so. it's like, she's a 21-year-old billionaire doing a vlog. Yeah. Like, how like, more 2019 can we get? Like, regular, like, YouTube people doing this. But it's Kylie Jenner just, like, having a camera follow her around all day and her regular life that we all obviously want to know what she's doing. And it was so well done, too. Like, you literally, she had someone filming, but she was also filming, and, like, you see it from start to finish. Like, she puts the timestamps on everything. I loved her getting Stormy out of the bed in the morning. I was like, she's such a mother. I know. And, um, I don't know, me and my roommate were kind of laughing because we were like, oh, she's such a working mom. Right. No, literally. I'm sorry, that's just not relatable. Like, you have a little nursery for your daughter in your studio, amazing office. Yeah. And just brought her to you, like, <laughs> I just kind of laughed at that component, but it was so yeah. sweet to see. And then there was another scene that I was laughing at. Which was like, what car should we take to? And she walks out to her, like, 25, like, Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. And then she threw a surprise party for her makeup artist. There was a scene where she's, like, calling Travis on the phone. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, I just felt like a little, like, fly on the wall in her life. Yeah. So cool. I would definitely recommend watching it if you haven't. Yeah, no, for sure. Pause this episode right now and go watch it. It's 19 minutes. Then come back and listen. But it's worth the watch, for sure. Yeah, and I was also just, like, so fascinated by the fact for this, like, surprise party that she threw her makeup artist. That she just walks in and it's all kind of like mm-hmm. set up already. Yeah. Like she has people to do all of this and it was like yeah. set up so like beautifully. It but all so she has to do is like pick up the phone and say, hey, have this ready. Yeah. You know, she just called Mindy Weiss and was like, hey, do this. Exactly. Like but it was so, it was just so cool to see. Also, I loved the part wherever she goes in to her to the Kylie Cosmetics like offices and Chris is there and she's like, What are you doing? And she's like, I'm filming a vlog and she's like, A what? Like she didn't understand the concept of blog. She's like, Hi blog. And she's like, No blog. And then she still didn't understand it, but like she didn't care. She was like, Okay. And then she just like moved on. So good. Um, you definitely need to go watch it, guys. Um Okay, the next thing 
that we want to talk about is this Beyonce side eye moment. Um, I'm sure a lot of you saw this. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z were at one of the NBA Finals games last week. Um, and the Beehive, which is her fan group, got all up in arms because this footage comes out of Beyonce giving... It's, so it's like this, it's this woman, Nicole Curian, who is the um, Golden State Warriors... Uh, wait, is she, Linnea, uh, who is she? Wait, she's the Golden State Warriors, I just saw it. The wife of the Golden State Warriors owner, sorry, Nicole Curian. And so it's her, Beyonce, and Jay-Z sitting on courtside. And Nicole is like leaned over Beyonce, intently talking to Jay-Z, and Beyonce is giving her major side eye, like looks like, girl, get away from my husband. And so... (laughs) All the fans went literally crazy um, because they were like, yeah, I mean, you know, they have his Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. You know, they've, 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 not, they've not been shy about that. We all remember the elevator scene from the Met Gala. We all listened uh-huh. to Lemonade. We know they've had some issues. So people are like, this, this lady needs to back off. So then Beyonce's publicist releases a statement that says, I'm looking back today at the start of the On The Run Two tour one year ago. It was a place of joy, unimaginable entertainment for two of the best performers in the world and a place of love. Every single day on tour, I saw love, which is why I also want to speak here to the beautiful Beehive. I know your love runs deep, but that love has to be given to every human. It will bring no joy to the person you love so much if you spew hate in her name. We love you. Because y'all, this Korean girl, that, that was like, you know, leaning over talking to Jay-Z, she was getting death threats. People were telling her oh to kill herself. God. Yes. So she commented, the Shade Room, which is an Instagram account, posted about it and said, I don't know what they said, but she commented and said, listen, Beehive, I respect Queen B. I love her. I talked to her husband twice tonight, first to make a drink order for them both when they arrived as they were our guests, second to explain why I gave his wife a rose from a fan. All of this has been taken out of context. I'm a happily married woman telling me to kill myself. Then she has a thousand question marks. Somehow I don't think she would support this. Um, so basically, they kind of turned around to this whole cyberbullying thing. And since Beyonce's publicist released a statement, she's obviously saying, listen, stop doing this. Like Beyonce doesn't really speak out publicly, as some of you know. So her publicist speaking out on this was a really big deal. Yeah. But it made for great meme culture. Yeah, watch for the side eye. Yes, watch for the side eye. (laughs) Um, The next thing that I want to talk about, this is like had the internet so confused today, and I'm honestly confused too. So we just wanted to kind of explain it for you guys if you're wondering. Um, It made headlines today because Justin Bieber uh, tweeted and calls out Tom Cruise. He wants to have a UFC fight against him. Um, Yes, which is so confusing. I saw yesterday on one of this, like, paparazzi guy that I followed, Justin leaving a boxing studio. And so then I think he tweeted after that. But basically, he tweeted. Do we think he was being funny maybe because Tom was, like, there or something? We don't know. And that's the thing. It's literally so weird. Um, I just don't see Justin doing that for real. No, right? He said, (laughs) um, he said, wait. He tweeted at Tom and said, if Tom, Tom, if you won't take this fight, you're scared and you will never, wait, no. Yeah, and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? And then he tagged at Dana, 
White. And Dana White is the UFC president. And then he tweeted and said he'd be happy to promote it. He said, if Tom Cruise is man enough to accept this challenge, McGregor Sports and Entertainment will host the bout. <laughs> does Cruise have the sprouts to fight like he does in the movies? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, this is so weird. Literally, everyone is freaking out. Like, why is Tom Cruise? Uh, why? Why? Why of all people, Tom Cruise? Like, why? it seems so random. They have literally no connection that I can think of. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's. It, yeah. I know. So we're we're why gonna. Is that kind of like so random that it's kind of hilarious. No, it's hilarious. And like the tweets about it, it was like trending on Twitter and people are like freaking out about it. It's literally and crazy. Just like leaving it open for interpretation. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to, he, he is one of those that I noticed he will just drop a bomb and watch it explode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like it's because he's like a prankster, you know, it's kind of like with the, um, with the April Fool's pregnancy joke. Yes. No. anything until like the next day. Exactly. He just likes to watch everybody freak out. And we're the losers freaking out every time. No, exactly. <laughs> like, I I can't get over it. So stay tuned. If that is live broadcast, that is like the one. I don't really like fighting. It makes me very uncomfortable. But I will watch Justin Bieber fight Tom Cruise. I'm with you. That 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 will be happening. Um, our next topic in entertainment news. We want to talk about Ellen Pompeo speaking out about Grey's Anatomy. So you guys know that show's been on for 20, no, not 20, 15 years. Um, I really, really love Grey's Anatomy. I know we've talked about it before. Grace does not watch it. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, and so, uh, sorry, my aunt was in the kitchen and I was thrown off for a second. Um, Ellen was, spe- so... I'm sorry. I just got all clustered. Um, Variety does this thing on YouTube called Actors on Actors, and it's so cool. They have these. They have they have two actors sit down and basically interview each other. And so Ellen was on the last week's episode with Taraji P Henson, who is like such a leading lady as well. So if that I watched the whole thing. It was really cool. And basically, she talked about you know being on the show for 15 years, playing the same character for 15 years. You know that's so unheard of in Hollywood these days. Um, and, you know, she talked about how her character is involved, has evolved as she's evolved. I just want to read you guys some different quotes and things she said about the show for all you Grey's Anatomy fans. Taraji asked her, how did you do 15 seasons? She said, like, oh, child, I would want off that bus. Did you not want off that bus? It was funny because she kept, like, saying off the bus. And Ellen said, there were many moments I wanted off the bus. Um, she said she always wanted off the bus, but she couldn't get off the bus because she was, like, the main character and she was afraid they were going to cancel the show without her. Um, She said the first 10 years had some very serious cultural issues. She said there were very bad behaviors um, behind scenes, and it was a really toxic work environment. Um, And she said after season three, um, that's when she started, like, at at first, she was being paid significantly less than um, Derek, what's the character's name, and uh, Patrick Dempsey. Um, She was being paid significantly less than him, and then... By season three, she was getting paid so much, and she that's when she was starting to have kids, and she was like, I have to work for my children. Um, and so she said after season 10, we had some big shifts in front of and behind the camera, and then it became my goal to make a shift that I could be happy and proud about. So they brought in Debbie Allen as an executive producer and really changed the climate of the show, um, which you can definitely see. And um, she said it couldn't be 
she said, it couldn't be what all the show was about. Fantastic to the public and a disaster behind the scenes. I had to prove that it could be both. She said, in the beginning, um, Patrick, he was being paid almost double what I was being paid. I didn't have a TV quote because I had only done movies before. So that's kind of how that happened. And then they renegotiated in season three. Patrick left in season 11. And the studio and network thought the show couldn't go on um, with, without a male lead. And she said, no, it can you guys know she argued her contract, and she's the highest-paid woman in television now. Um, and she told Taraji that she's contracted to do season 16, and that's all that she knows. Um, so we'll see. I was hoping that she'd comment on, like, the future of the show, but I don't know. I highly recommend that series, Actors on Actors, by Variety and Ellen. Uh, talking with Taraji was super cool. And Taraji talked about Empire, and, you know, they've had a lot going on with Jesse Schmollett. So I yeah. highly encourage you to watch it. Um, this next topic is, like, something that I am totally here for. So, Jennifer Aniston was on Ellen, and do you watch Friends, Grace? Yes, I do watch Friends, and I watched this interview. So good, right? my heart. And it's cool, because they're, like, really good friends in real life. So, yeah. you know it must be so fun for her to come on the show. And you guys know Ellen always has a way of just, like, getting things out of people in the most, like, casual ways. Um, she and Ellen have been friends for 33 years, so it was, it, 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 the interview was so comfortable. Um, I think Ellen said that, uh, Jennifer Aniston was her first guest on the show. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. And, and, yeah, and she, like, Jennifer comes back almost every year whenever they have, like, an anniversary, because, yeah, that's a great point, she was. Um, Ellen basically asked her about, like, is there gonna be a friend reboot? You know, everybody's talking about it. And, of course, that's something all of those six character all those six actors and actresses get asked a lot like I watch interviews of them or read things and they get asked about it and this is the first time that like somebody was actually very affirmative like normally they kind of dodge the question when they're asked about a reboot and she told Ellen she said listen I told you this I would do it the girls would do it and the boys would do it I'm sure listen anything can happen and so people freaked out freaked out I will say, though, I watched it, and I don't think that it warranted a freak out because it seemed very... It wasn't like she was hinting at something. Right. No, no, no. It was just like... it. She seemed hesitant to say the boys were open to it, but then she I did. think she caught herself, like, throwing the boys under the bus. And she's like, and the boys are doing it, too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, you know? exactly. I feel like she was like, hey, like, I'm totally open to it. Yeah. Like, kind of dodging the question when yeah. she was hinting at something. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, kind of. I think she was putting it out there. Like, I think, because, uh, like I said, I haven't seen any of them say for sure, like, I would do it. And so I feel like, and I don't you see Jen being kind of, like, spiritual, like, believing in, like, the cosmic universe and all that? Like, I can see her being like, okay, I'm going to put this out there, and if something comes of it, something comes of it. So I'm here for it. I would, I, do, do, so many millions of people would watch a Friends reboot. It's ridiculous. So many millions of people, but I think also, like, she would totally do it because she's in such a great place. But, like, yeah. I know that Chandler, for example, don't know his name in real life. Matthew. But I remember someone telling me that he was, like, on and off cocaine for several yeah. seasons. Like, he's come out and said that, like, he doesn't even remember filming, like, yeah. a couple seasons because he was so, like, drugged out. Right. So I think, like, of course she has, like, a really positive view of it. And, like, yeah. she totally loves to do it. But I don't know if... There's five other people here that would have to, like, consent to this. Right, no. The right place they would. Yeah, and that's a great point because then she kind of said that. Remember how she, Ellen was like, well, it could just be friend, and you could just yeah. do, you know. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? Like she said, anything can happen. 
Our last topic in entertainment news, I just want to read you off some cool things. Forbes came out with their kind of um, list of just, like, people's figures and whatnot. I feel like that's a thing we throw around a lot, like, oh, they're worth so much, they're worth so much. And so I wanted to read you guys some of the numbers that came out. Um, As you know, if you listen to episode 25, Rihanna um, came out with her Fenty Beauty line and we talked about it on, on the last episode, but she's now the richest female musician with a net worth of $600 million. Wow. Um, but she's labeled as musician, but again, she has a beauty and fashion line, so that's kind of yeah, a little misconstrued. Um, Oprah's worth $2.6 billion. She's one of the top richest self-made women, um, as well as Kylie Jenner, who we know just recently made the list at $1 billion. As far as musicians are concerned, Beyonce and Barbara Streisand are worth $400 million. Taylor Swift is worth $360 million. Celine Dion is worth $450 million. Madonna is worth $570 million. As far as fashion is concerned, Tory Burch is worth $180 million. Uh, Vera Wang is worth $460 million. And Kim Kardashian is worth $370 million. For TV, Reese Witherspoon is worth $240 million. Ellen DeGeneres is worth $330 million. And Judge Judy, LOL, is worth $440 million. Wow. Um, and then lastly, Serena Williams was the first athlete to make the color, and she, the, not the color, to make the cover, and she's worth $225 million. That is so much, like, money summed up. Right. I can't even wrap my head around And it. I want to preface it, like, we're not telling this to be like, oh, look, money, like, no. We're t- it's just, to me, it's fascinating, like, how hard these women work. And how, like, I just, I think, well, I just, I th- we, we wanted to kind of showcase that. And we're not saying, like, we're not trying to put them down or anything like that for anyone. I don't know if that could come off like that. But that's fascinating to us, so we just wanted to read those off since they came out. I wanted to take a second and tell you guys about Manscaped. This company sent me their products a few weeks ago, and I used some of them. And so I thought, what better opportunity than to get on the podcast and give you a quick rundown. Um, You might have heard of Manscaped. They were on Shark Tank and were offered a deal by Mark Cuban. So that kind of ties in the celebrity aspect of saturation and what we do here. Um, But Manscaped.com is the only men's brand dedicated to the the below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Um, Also, just overall men's hygiene and health um, and grooming all over, uh, wherever you might want to shave. Um, they sent me the Perfect Package 2.0 kit, um, which included their best-selling Lawn Mower 2.0 body trimmer. Um, this is a 100% waterproof shaver. Um, it's USB rechargeable. It has a cordless trimmer, and also it comes with um, replaceable blades. Guys, anytime I shave, the odds of me cutting myself are very high. Um, I used the razor last week and didn't cut myself, which was honestly really impressive. Um, And I could tell my body was thanking me because nobody likes to cut themselves when shaving. Um, Girls that are listening, um, Father's Day is coming up and they have so many great products. I received several other things in the mail that I haven't tried yet. They have body wash and body scrub and deodorant and underwear and t-shirts and tons of fun things besides razors. Also, I know they have some different razor options as well, um, but Father's Day is coming up. So if you're looking for a gift for the man in your life, um, you should totally try out Manscaped. Also, guys, I promise you um, this product is worth it. Um, And if you're interested, you can go to manscaped.com 
And upon checkout, you can use my promo code to get 20% off um, and also receive free shipping. Um, the code is CADE20, C-A-D-E-2-0. Again, you can receive 20% off um, your order plus free shipping by using CADE20, C-A-D-E-2-0. I hope you'll go check out Manscaped and in the coming episodes, as I continue to use their product, I'll keep you updated as well. Um, I know that we don't normally do ads on here, but that's something that we're going to start doing as we've been getting some different offers and ideas coming our way, just to let you know that we won't ever tell you about a product that we don't use ourselves um, and that we don't support. And I can just tell you that I am a big fan of Manscaped, and I hope that you will try it out. Now back to the episode. Yeah. Uh, this week we are doing a little bit of a different follow-up section. Um, you guys know we've kind of been freestyling lately a little bit, um, experimenting, you could say. Yes. And last week on the episode we mentioned that I had seen Rocket Man with my parents, and Paige saw it this week, so we thought we'd talk about it. Um. I'll start with my review. So, okay. I liked it, mm-hmm. but I think I went in with the Bohemian Rhapsody expectations, and I think many people probably did, because I think we saw the um, the preview for it for the first time at the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, and we were all like, oh my gosh, gotta see that too, you know? Mm-hmm. These whole, like, uh, what do you call it, jukebox musical uh, yeah. concepts have been coming out, and everyone loves that. I mean... On Broadway, they're usually, like, the highest grossing ones and yeah. so on and so forth. Um, I love Elton John, so the music was obviously great, but it was set up more like a musical than Bohemian Rhapsody, which yeah. is more of, like, a story. And I remember criticizing that Bohemian Rhapsody, like, they jumped to set so quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Rocket Man, I feel like it took a while to get there, and then I was kind of annoyed that they went that approach, because then I had, like, accepted... The quick success approach with Bohemian Rhapsody, because I liked it so much. And then they did the slow... I, I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings on it. I did not think it was as good as Bohemian Rhapsody, but yep. I think we're naturally comparing them. So if you are if you haven't seen it, try to go in forgetting everything about Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsody. Yeah. That's so great. I second everything you just said. I mean, maybe if you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, go see Rocketman first, and then see how you like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I like... As far as my review is concerned, I agree with everything that you said, Grace. I think that Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody was definitely a biopic, and I love that. Like, I love to get a book and read about a person's life, um, and that's kind of what that movie was. Um, And you guys know we've raved about that movie so much on this podcast since we started it. Um, And I'm, like, very... I also have a very personal connection to Bohemian Rhapsody because I went and watched that movie the day that this podcast came out. Isn't that funny? So every time I think about that movie, I think about this podcast. Um, And so we, like, this Rocketman was good, but it was definitely very theatrical, very Broadway. I didn't love how, like, something major would happen, like, very, like, a very significant, like, moment in his life. And then it would go into this musical number, and then he'd be back on stage. I, like... I, I didn't get that. Um, it was also very, like, dreamscape-y. Yes, very dreamscape That is a great word, Grace. Um, they, I, I, I saw this on Facebook, so I want to read it to you because I thought that it was a really good reaction to the movie. It said, what a fantastic movie. Full disclosure, if you're expecting this to be a linear time and space like Bohemian Rhapsody, Elton John style, it is not. It is a 
It is very much a, fan t- a fantastical musical biopic, Elton John style. It shows much more like a Broadway musical. Nonetheless, it is beautiful and artsy, and always the music is the best ever. And I, I agreed with that. That person, I think, grew up with Elton John, so it's probably a little different for them. I thought it was really well done. I thought the guy that played Elton John did a fantastic job, um, but it was not my type of movie. Yeah. Also, where I saw it, for any of you that live in Arkansas, I'm not trying to put anyone on blast, but I saw it at the movie tavern, which I've never been to in Little Rock, and the service was not great. I don't like to put, <laughs> I don't like to be negative, but that kind of, I think, played into my experience of seeing the movie. So, okay. I just wanted to say that. Um, okay, what would you give it overall, Grace? Ooh, um, gosh. I think I would give it, like, this is going to be kind of brutal. That's okay. It's a five and a half out of ten. Okay. I was going to say a six and a half, so. Yeah, I was, it was just, like, underwhelming. I had such high expectations, and it just didn't meet them. That's hard. That's like, hard. I should have gone in with less expectations than yes. Like, yes. it was, it was fine, but I don't think I'd watch it again. Right. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, like, I would buy it on DVD, and I don't have a DVD player. Oh, I did buy it on DVD, and I don't have a DVD <laughs> yeah, player. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. And I hate to keep comparing but I feel like we kind of all are yeah everybody is like and I think a good way to kind of look at it is like this movie I personally don't think is going to win um film of the year you know it won not Bohemian Rhapsody won I don't don't see this one winning awards right um so that's our movie review of Rocketman in theaters now yeah uh so we're gonna do song of the week now but we're gonna do it a little different um, we're yeah. going to dedicate it. Th- wait, what? A very big week for the Jonas Brothers. Yes. So we just thought we would talk about their little documentary that came out on mm-hmm. Amazon Video. Is that what it's called? Yes. Amazon Prime Video? Yes. Some, whatever. And that and their album that they just released. Yes. So. Um, also, Grace, like, Grace and I could talk about this forever. We're, I'm setting us a limit for five minutes because we could do a whole episode yeah. on this. So we're yeah. going, we're starting now. Take it away. Okay. So, um... I listened to an album today, mm-hmm. and uh, I gotta be honest. Oh, sorry. Okay, not that many songs stuck out to me. Right. Um, I like the ones that they had already released. Yes. Suffering cool. Mm-hmm. And then I think my favorite besides those were Love Her. I thought that one was sweet. Ooh. But you know, I do need to listen to it again. I feel like I'm gonna. It's one of those things where like I'm gonna hear one on the radio, and my friends are like, "What's this?" Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. Um, I have more to say about the documentary, so okay. I'll let you say your piece about the documentary. Yes, no, that's first. We're breaking it down for you guys. What I want to say that, like, streaming services has been doing this really cool thing where albums get descriptions, and I always, every week, I love to read what artists write for the description of the album, and the Jonas Brothers did something that I've never seen done before. Um, they basically put a little, like, intro to what the album was, a direct quote, um, and then they put at the title of every song and they put in quotes like what each brother said about the song like how they wrote it etc so it was really cool to like listen to like read about like for example sucker and then it says it says kevin we wrote this about ricky bobby and his journey to the best race car driver in the world nick if you're not first you're last joe but it was a slow burn it wasn't immediate for all of us um, that we said. This has to be the first single. We felt like it'd be a good album song, but we didn't think it would be one to introduce us back to the whole world. Kevin, and then what happened? Joe, and then it became the first single. 
So like every they did that with every Ew, song. I so went through that and listened through again. Yeah, wait, what? Which one did you say that you liked? Love her. Yeah. So, um, Kevin, like, talks about that one, and I think that's kind of about his wife. Um, I the songs that I really liked, um, Only Human was good. Um, I liked Strangers. Hesitate is the song that Joe wrote for Sophie, and I am really having a Joe. A Jophie, I think that's their couple name moment. Jophie. So yeah. that song really got me. Roller Coaster is really good. It's a good album. It's good to hear from the Jonas it Brothers is. again. And if you were a Jonas Brothers super fan, I think you'll love the album. No, exactly. I think me, like I like I always liked the Jonas Brothers, but I was never like one of those diehard Joe Bros fans. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Had posters of them on my walls and like Joe Bros merch. Yeah. So I think I'm like a little like about it because yeah. I was never a Jonas Brothers super fan. Like, I like their stuff. Right. I'm just not what most girls were during that time. Yeah. But I think if you were, you'll love the album. Yeah. I had someone text me and say, like, all my passwords were like, I love the Jonas Brothers, one, two, three. Yeah. Like, super fans like that will love it. Absolutely. Okay, let's... Okay, so ask them yeah. documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see your notes. So yes. I want to like I want you to go through and talk about them because I have comments on your notes. Okay, perfect. But I will. I feel like the one thing that stuck out to me was like I really liked it and I thought it was so vulnerable and cool. Yes. And, like I loved seeing like their old home videos mm-hmm. and like how they came to be the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. But I did think parts of it were so dramatic. So dramatic. Like, for example, there were they were saying like when they were on Hannah Montana, like that's when they blew up. I'm like, no, 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 no. I remember. Um, <laughs> you guys were already massively huge. Yeah. And then you were on Hannah Montana, and that was the promotion of Hannah Montana, was that the Jonas Brothers were going to be on it. Yeah. That was not what made you guys famous. Right. I'm sorry. That was so after the fact. Yeah. No, like, that that's, no. I, 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 I agree. I, I thought it was a good way to, like, reintroduce like the the strategicness of the whole thing like they did this documentary then the album came out a few days yeah, later yeah. then they're doing a book in the fall they're going on a world war, a world tour whoever's managing like the come up is real yeah no 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 they sure. yeah the uh their manager phil is like killing it um so some notes and just overall bombshells or things that like i did not know um before watching this um i'll just kind of go through them and we can talk about them so Nick says the first time he fell in love and, like, really started noticing girls, because remember, he's the youngest of the three brothers, um, was when he saw Miley Cyrus when filming that episode Grace was just talking about. Um, yeah, and like then, his brothers vouched for it. Like, even Kevin was like, yes. his head exploded. Yes, like, and then he wrote Love Bug about Miley Cyrus. Aww. Which is really, really interesting. That's so, so cute. Right? And that was in 2007. Um, another thing, Joe was originally the only one offered the role of Camp Rock. I, my, I was like, what? I was shook by that too. I'm like, if anything, I would have thought Nick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they basically negotiated and said they weren't splitting the brothers up. So that's kind of how they got to be on Camp Rock, which was huge for them. Yeah. Um, I think the whole purity ring topic every time is so hilarious because it literally comes up in everything that they do. Which, I know, and you can tell they're so ashamed of it and, like, don't want to talk about it anymore. Right? So, them talking about that was interesting. Also, the beginning of the documentary shows them, like, growing up in the church. Their dad was a pastor, and then how they were kind of exercise, exercised. They were cut out of the church, basically, because... That was another thing. I was, like, wondering if that was 
dramatized because I was like, right. All you did was become famous. Right. Yeah. Like what? What? It's not like you were like became porn stars or something. Like, right. Why would first? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, they were kicked out. They said because they decided to be a band that wasn't like Christian music, which is interesting. Whack ass church. Yeah, very. And and like, guys, they go to the church into their old home, which is you know owned by the church because that's how it works for pastors. Um, and they couldn't even get on the property. Did you know? I mean, that was crazy. Like the church wouldn't let them film on the property or go inside. So. Obviously, there's some bad blood between that whole situation. Definitely. Um, and as far as the purity ring, they just said, like, they were 15. All their friends in the church had them, so they did. And then, you know, when they kind of got out from that, they were like, this is stupid. Um, and it's funny when they make jokes about it. Like, I can't think of one right now, but, like, when they say, like, you know, I, I don't know. But really funny. Yeah. Um, they said their biggest regret as a band was signing on to their show Jonas because – they yeah. felt like it stunted their growth, which I 100% agreed. I do, too. Because, like, you saw at around that time, well, it was a little later, but, like, mm-hmm. Miley changed her image. Yes. Selena changed her image. Like, all of the stuff. And they're still in Disney. Like, they took, like, five steps back with Jonas. Because yes. it was such a low-budget show. Yeah, so immature. And it made them, like, high schooler, middle schooler. Yeah, and when Kevin was, like, almost 20 on Disney yeah. Channel. Really crazy. That's kind of brutal. Um... I thought it was so, I, like, I really connected with Joe Jonas on this documentary, and I don't know why, because I, I'm kind of like you, Grace, like, I've never been huge fans of the Jonas Brothers, I've only, you know, liked them because like, everybody yeah, else did. Yeah, I mean, I liked them. Yeah. Um, and like, that could be interpreted as, like, I don't like the Jonas Brothers, because I do, I right. just was never a super fan. Exactly. I totally connected to Joe, though, like, he talking about how, because Nick broke up the band, which I'd... They had talked about that before, but seeing that whole process was really interesting. And he said that he just felt really angry, heartbroken, and betrayed. Um, uh, Kevin said that he like said, "I have nothing to say to you." Yeah, Kevin said when 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 Nick sat down and told them that Joe just like sat there so blank stared, and they were like best friends. Like even though they were brothers, like they were really close. Um, and so it was just really interesting. I also didn't know that Nick did Broadway. I didn't know that Joe did his um, own like solo ep i didn't either really really interesting and basically they just said it was really dark for a while after um after that whole thing that's why i'm really happy that they've had this come up no exactly no it's so great um this was like the biggest thing that i was like holy (laughs) shat nick and joe after they've broken up they're both kind of doing their own solo thing they did the jingle ball circuit which is during the month of november and december where they go around the country and all the artists play Jingle Ball. It's put on um, by XM. And Joe and Kevin, Joe and Nick basically did the Jonas Brothers set at Jingle Ball without Kevin in 2015. Yeah, and this whole, when they introduced it, I was like, oh yeah, Kevin had a family, so he didn't want to come. Turns out they like excluded him. Like he, he asked him to come. He saw about it online. Yeah, like that's so sad. It, it was real. Him talking about it was really sad. And it was really sad. Yeah. And then, like, right after that, they're doing this thing in real time where they're playing this game, like, trying to air out their feelings. And they both are like, We felt like you were holding the band back. And I was like, Gosh. That was savage. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. I was like, Uh. Um, and overall, I just think the time apart for them was necessary. They said, you know, they, they all fell in love. They all have wives now. They're a stronger family because of it. Um, and they're being the best fathers, or Kevin is, but they're being the best husbands that they 
that they can be. So, you guys got to watch it. There's so much more we can unpack for you, but we're literally already at 44 minutes, yeah. so we can't. <laughs> yeah, we got we to wrap it up. So good. Um, I also wanted to briefly mention that Joe and Sophie are, I, I already talked about them, I know, but they're just, like, so iconic. Like, I, like, like, like Sophie had a huge movie, Dark Phoenix, that came out, X-Men movie, the same day as Joe's album. They did the documentary um, premiere one night, and then the next, last Monday night, Tuesday night, they were on the carpet for the Dark Phoenix premiere. Then they're in London this past weekend. The guys were playing at um, the, in London at one of the music festivals, and there's this video of Sophie in the crowd, and it's, like, so amazing. She's, like, in the crowd with everyone jamming out to the Jonas Brothers. Like, I just... I love that. They're so, so, so good. I just... Okay. I, I'm a fan of them. Same. Okay. Now we're going to uh, wrap this up with... Well, actually, we're going to start wrapping it up with our fave Instagrams of the week. So we'll just spitball off each other. Yes. So I'll let you kick it off. Okay, I loved, guys, uh, Will Smith posted this meme, or this, like, video meme. I don't know the terminology, oh but... Oh, my God, I was dying. It that. was so good. So, it was, like, Cardi's first time on Jimmy Fallon a few years back, I think in 2017, and they, like, basically took Will's face and put it over Cardi's so well. Like, it literally looks like... Yeah. It's, like, Will Smith with her outfit and her hair and everything, and it's, and it, but it's her voice, and it's his mouth. It's, like, incredible, whoever did it's it. so funny. Um, and he posted it and said, y'all are doing too much. Ha, ha, ha. This is so good. Anybody know who did this? And then Cardi commented and said, who did this to us? And then he replied to her and was like, I don't know, but whoever it is, I need to know because I need to give them a job. Yeah. So funny. Okay, That's what about amazing. you? Okay, I'm going to start with, it was posted today. We're um, recording this on Monday. Um, Kim Kardashian finally posted a pic of Psalm West. <laughs> And she so said Psalm Ye. And I was like, is his middle name Ye? Psalm Ye West? Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. I was wondering. <gasps> oh. I really want to know though. But anyways, I was dying because, guys, she looks, she's identical to Chicago. And she had said that when she was mm -hmm. born. But, you know, like, people always, when babies are born, try to find someone that the baby looks like. So I didn't really think much of yeah. it. But, like, fitting image of Chicago. Like, I was... It's crazy. Their kids are too cute. I mean, wow. So cute. <laughs> um, my next one, I might have beat Grace to the punch because I feel like she would have talked about this. Um, but uh, A-Rod posted this video of him. I don't know what year it was in, yeah. but it was a long time ago. He's like, you know, in, in the like major leagues. Teacher. Oh, yeah. He looks little. He's like in, in the major leagues for sure. And they, a reporter asked him, what would a dream date with Alex, Alex Rodriguez be? And he said Jennifer Lopez. I want to say this is in 2003. This was a long time ago. That is so cool. And he posted it and said, I just had a feeling with a laughing emoji. He tagged a couple of people. And then J-Lo commented and said, OMG, dot, dot, dot. I love this too much. Heart, heart, heart. And then he commented and said, when you know, you know. <laughs> so good. That is so cute. Excuse me while I cry. Okay, what about you? Okay, next I'm going to go to, okay. Nick Vile was, he was, if you watch The Bachelor, you know who Nick Vile is. He's mm -hmm. just shown up time after time. No one really likes him. But he has a podcast 
called The Vile Files, and he had Hannah B., who's the current bachelorette on last week. And I don't watch his... He, like, posts a video on YouTube as well of him doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll watch it if I'm interested in who the guest is, and he just, like, tends to be very condescending, and I just don't like who he is as a person. But he had Hannah B. on, and it, and so I watched it, it made yeah. me absolutely love her. So I saved something that he posted just promoting it. Um, but I would really recommend if you're a fan of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, watch this. Like, Hannah was just so real and vulnerable, like, talked about her past Ooh. relationships, like, all this stuff. It was so, so interesting. And the fact that he wasn't that condescending in this made me kind of create a conspiracy theory in my head that maybe he's in love with her. <gasps> oh. I don't know. I don't know. Just a conspiracy. Grace always comes in with those conspiracy theories. You loyal listeners know that. Okay, you're up. Okay, I just want to quickly mention, I don't know, I can't remember if we've talked about this on on here before, but Netflix released this new show with Linda Cardellini and, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name, called Dead to Me. Grace, have you watched it? No. Oh, you've got to go watch it. It's literally so good. It's 10 episodes on Netflix. They're around 30 minutes each. It's so good. It got picked up for a second season. So for all you Dead to Me fans, you should really go watch it. Um, Linda played Velma in Scooby-Doo. She was on ER back in the day as Sam Taggart. She's been in this industry for a long time, and this show is taking off. And I think the the girl that is her, like, uh, like, is also on the show with her, um, is Christine Applegate. I'm going to look it up. You talk about your next one, and I'm going to look it up. Okay. Um, next, I'll talk about Kylie Jenner's just been posting a lot about her friend Stassi, who just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. And they've just been posting all these, like, matching outfit pics that are just giving me a little bit of life. Oh, so good. Yesterday, it was like they were all in, like, hot pink bikinis on floaties. Today, they had one on a bike in, in black bikinis and Chanel sneakers, and then, like, these matching Chanel, like, two-piece sets. Mm-hmm. Just goals. Goals <laughs> all around. Um, also, it, well, it is Christina Applegate and James Madden <laughs> is in it as well. So, if you are looking for a new show to watch really quick and easy, go watch Dead to Me because they're getting a second season. Um, my next thing that I wanted to briefly mention... Um, was I have found my type, ladies and gentlemen. And I have I have realized that it is Jennifer Lawrence. She's so funny, so confident. She's in the new X-Men movie. She hasn't done a lot. Like she hasn't we haven't seen her on screen in a while. Her is Katniss Everdeen though. Like I was as I was driving today, I was like flashing back to that and I was like, how did I not realize sooner that Jennifer Lawrence is like one of my top like celebrity crushes? Mm-hmm. And I saved a picture of her at the Dark Phoenix premiere. She's in the movie with Sophie Turner. And I feel like they're very similar. So I'm very excited yeah. to see the movie because I feel like they're both my type. And I don't know what it is, but this week those two girls have been giving me a lot of feelings. Love that. Okay. Um, do we want to do another or just move on to our feature? Um, we can go on, but I briefly do want to mention that Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger got married. I know nothing about them, really. I love Chris Pratt, so I'm salty. Because he got divorced <laughs> and then married right again. And I've been in love with him since I was, like, 13. Really? Yeah, he's, like, so my type. That's funny. I didn't like, know that I about love, you. I like, manly men. And he is, oh. like, such a man. So he got married and you're sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry sad. to bring it up. <laughs> 
that's why I wanted to move on. I'm like, no one's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Grace, it's it's, it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um, so we wanted to, instead of doing a question of the week yes. this week, we mentioned last week that we really um wanted to encourage you guys to... <laughs> write a review and um, give us a rating on uh, the Apple Podcast app. It just helps us so, so much when yes. y'all do that. And um, so we thought that we would read one that somebody left us that we really like. Um, you guys still have a little bit more time to write a review, give us a rating. I mean, you can do it whenever, but if you're wanting to win the gift basket that we're giving out, um, do we have a deadline for that, Kate? No, I'm going to say whenever we feel like it. Okay, yeah. We'll <laughs> let you guys know what a deadline is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're trying to rack in those on review. So, yeah. someone said, this podcast is so much fun to listen to, and it's great to learn all about pop culture from. Grace and Kate keep you entertained and let you in a little on their lives. I look forward to this podcast weekly. Nothing brightens my week with a little Cardi B catch-up. Oh, God. Thanks for all the giggles to get me get started while I'm driving for support and for supporting Old Town Road like it should be. Oh. I person. I uh, love that. Yeah, so we just wanted to feature that. It was so sweet. That's like a very above and beyond review. You guys can make it more simple if you want. Yeah. Leave a review and a rating. Come on. Yeah, it literally you can give us five stars by clicking one button. So yeah, do it. Uh, also, we're going to start, um, we realized that this past week, you know, the Tonys happened, the CMT Awards happened, there was uh-huh. like, some drama with Zed and Hillary Duff's husband, and we just didn't have time to talk about those things, so if there's ever anything that you want us to for sure talk about, we're going to start putting it on the story every week for you to send in, like, submissions, um, yeah. because we want to talk about what you want to know about, so just so a little... I know, like, people always, like, text us separately being like, What's this James Charles drama? Right. So even though we talked about it on the podcast, we then have to like send them the podcast like, yeah. to learn. So if you guys want us to talk about something specific that you're like, what's the deal with this? We're going to give you guys an option to do that, mm-hmm. which I think will be really great. We are here for the listeners and here for the people, and we yeah. want to please you. So we'll do our best. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes. Thanks for listening. we'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Adios. Bye.